Gentlemen, welcome back to the Landy Lodge, where today we've got some updates about missing Link from the last time we were all together for an episode. Um, you know, I don't know this will be the longest episode, but we certainly have a lot to talk about when it comes to missing Link. There's also some Square Enix news and updates I want to get into. But before I even think about diving into any of that, let's give a warm shout out and lots of love to the Sages of the Lodge, the names you see up on your screen who throw as little as $1 a month to be a YouTube channel member, or they donate directly. But as I always say, all of that is a bonus. All I ask is that you come hang out, you come chill, maybe pop in the chat, share your ideas. At the end of the day, everything else is just a bonus. But uh, before we continue, in regards to the Square Enix news, I know there was a lot of FF7 stuff that came out, but we're actually going to save that for a podcast on Thursday night. So we're going to skip over to any sort of new FF7 stuff. Really keep it focused on Kingdom Hearts and Square Enix as a company as a whole. But anyway, um, was there anything else? Oh yeah, Quarters. Oh, we have a new Sage of the Lodge. Quarters, you'll see at the bottom of the screen, is our newest Sage of the Lodge. So give them a warm welcome and a lot of love. Thank you, Quarters. Welcome to the squad. And without further ado, 
Uh, yeah, I think it's time we talk about some of the new images that dropped again since the last time we did an episode on this. Uh, here are just sort of the default looks for the protagonist. This is the uh, both the boy and the girl protagonist, um, which at a default, they look pretty good. I think the girl protagonist looks a little bit better. Uh, I think the long hair really does that hat a lot of favors as opposed to short hair kind of kind of makes them a little bit like a square head. But anyway, that stupid thought aside, I do dig the outfits. Uh, the keyblades are a little blocky, but I also do know these are keyblades. They're going to have multiple transformations. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm sure they'll look very cool. And we do have, you know, some of them, uh, some creators out there have spotted a few things about these keyblades in the trailer. We're going to talk about that a little bit later too. But anyway, just, you know, off the bat, this is a very cool, you know, just basic design. I like the sort of like pirate-esque look that it has, right? This, there's clearly a lot of like, it's almost like both pirate and regal influence. It's very cool. What's going on, Kevin Hughes, Kevin Ribeiro? We have a lot of early birds in here. Gollum Baggins, Miss Blue, Con Donahue, Cheesecake, Hillary Slack, Shadow Flare. Oh, boy. Miss Blue, y'all, are we going to talk about that Zelda announcement? Maybe at the tail end of the podcast. After the one-hour mark, when we get into questions, uh, then maybe we could talk about that. I have some feelings, but... We'll save that for later. But yeah, Master of Masters is here. Joshua Curian, Skank Hunt. Uh, Bloy Action, Bobby Shelton. Jay So Silly. Hyrule Falcone. There's a lot of you here. It's just good to have you all here. Uh, definitely appreciate those who show up nice and early. But anyway, getting back into these designs. Very cool basic designs. Not much to get into here. No, Not much theory crafting we can do just based on these player designs. But they look good. I think they look cool. And, you know, I think just as a refresher, I, I thought I would pull this up. Even though this is, like, the basic design, this is not the design that we're going to be, like, glued to. Game changer, dude, what's up, man? Thanks for dropping in here. But, yeah, just, like, I guess as a reminder, you know, we're going to have many different outfits we'll be able to choose from. I mean, this even looks like base level. Like, we're going to have all these designs from the start. I'm partial to these two. This look, almost looks like a mini Ansem outfit. And this one, I, I kind of like the regal sort of blue look that I think I would go with. But uh, yeah, let's maybe uh, let's move this over and look at some of the hats. I like the hoods. The hoods give me like Assassin's Creed vibes or Assassin's Creed vibes rather. So I think I'm going to be going with the hood and maybe this sort of handsome looking outfit that we have over here. But either way, you know, with those new character designs in mind, it's just cool to see that while this will be our base design, the customization, they're planning for it to be a pretty big part of the game itself. But we knew a lot of that going in. Let's take a look at some of the Instagram ads and Facebook ads that Missing Link has been putting out. I think there's some interesting stuff in there. I'm curious what the audience thinks about a particular thing that I've seen a lot of debate about. But before we get into that, take a swig for the hardworking men and women of Square Enix. SB Wielder, I see you over on Twitch. How we doing? But anyway, let's take a little closer look at this. Nothing too crazy to see here. Just sort of almost like a repeat of these characters. But there seems to be a lot of debate about what this world in the background could be. I've seen everything. I've got more pictures that we could pull up. 
I've heard everything from Neverland to Moana to Lilo and Stitch. Let's see. I think I have the next one lined up. No, this is a different one. We'll come back to this. Here we go. This is the same one right here. Where if you look at the foliage, I've seen a lot of people compare it to Neverland. But there are those who think that maybe this could be Lilo and Stitch. Maybe this could be Moana. You know, Cheesecake over here thinks it's Corona. Yeah, you know, there is that beachy section of Kingdom of Corona. So that's always a possibility. And um, yeah, you know, like Benitas observes here. The Keyblades really do look different, even from like this angle. They have a bit of a blockier look to them. And I wonder if that's because there's just going to be so much customization. Game Changer says, looks like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it could. That's the thing. And I think that's why they chose this world in particular to kind of show off in these advertisements is that it really could be anything, right? It's vague enough that it could be anything. One second, let's fix my little camera here. There we go. But yeah, I think they chose this in particular just because it's vague and that it really could be any of these uh, Disney worlds, both old and new. So who knows? Anyway, I want to talk about this one. I actually think this is the most interesting one for a couple of reasons. One, let me just say, I love this old school, like... um. This old school newspaper vibe. Really a big fan of it. I think it would be so cool, guys. There's gotta be, like, when I look at the fashion of Scala, when I look at this old-timey uh, newspaper view, to me, I'm like, there's gotta be, like, an Uncle Scrooge Christmas Carol expansion in Scala at Kylum. Would there not be an amazing, like, holiday Christmas Uncle Scrooge Christmas Carol sort of like expansion or campaign. Wouldn't that be amazing? Hey, yo, Master of Masters with a $5 super chat. Says, sorry, I got to go back to work, but I'll be sure to rewatch after I get off work. Love you. Dude, love you, dude. Thank you for being a sage. Thank you for that support. If you guys could please give some love in the chat, some emotes, some love, some hype for Master of Masters. Dropping that $5 on us. He doesn't need to do that. He's already a sage, so he's really going above and beyond. So thank you, dude. But getting back into this, yeah, just with the vibes I'm getting here, like I would just, again, I know I keep saying it, but Uncle Scrooge, Christmas Carol, like it just fits. It just fits. So personally, I would love it. We also get a little look at the interface, right? You get to sort of choose your deck pieces down here. Like if you see down here, there's Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and then a fourth slot. So it looks to me like you're going to be able to pick a rotation of trophies that you'll be able to use during the combat. But yeah, when we look a little further, we also see this is where the level is, an element, that you're going to have an element to your Keyblade. So let's give a little love and a shout out to my buddy uh, Bioroxis here, who kind of observed this right away when it dropped. Again, shout out to Bioroxis. Make sure you're all following him on YouTube. He dropped an amazing psychologic, uh, psychology of Sora video that's worth checking out. Also, he's just a really chill dude. He'll be on the podcast soon enough. But anyway, he picked up rather quickly uh, the use of elements on the map. 
and that on that character sheet we were looking at, you can see there's an area that says element. So shout out to him for observing that because I think this is pretty cool, man. Again, just with the little things that we could see, it, it makes me wonder if there's going to be like an actual newspaper in Scala and we'll all have to read it. I would love that, man. I would love that. What's going on, Zebaloon? And Davon. Player character going to die for real this time? No reincarnation? I don't know, man. I'm a believer that the player is going to have a third life. Like, this is Kingdom Hearts. If this is player life two, player has a life three. I, I have to believe it. That's that's just me, though. That's just me and my crackhead logic. Anyway, getting back into this. This is just a cool thing to check out. It looks really good on the phone. Um, it looks like this is an Android device they're showing it on. If I'm not mistaken, just looks a lot like my phone. It's the only reason I say that. But again, I think this is pretty cool. I think this is pretty cool. All right, moving on. Let's see. Yes, yes. So we actually, the last time we did a podcast was a day before this dropped. So I'm actually really excited to talk about this in particular since we got to hear from Papa Nomura himself. So let's go, baby. Yeah, Josh Z, I heard about the Zelda movie. I'll say my piece about it later. Let's keep this missing link focus for now. But you know how we do it here. After that one hour mark, all bets are off. All bets are off, baby. But anyway, here's Nomura who says, Good evening. Actually, it's been a while since I last posted. So I thought I'd draw something, but I thought I'd start it quietly last time. But I was shocked by the response, so I'll leave it for another time. Which is crazy. So that means that there is some pending Tetsuya Nomura artwork for Missing Link out there that we haven't seen yet. He's cooking some artwork for us to see that he decided just to pass up this time, but he ain't going to pass it up next time. Anyway, let me keep going. I'll be posting a little bit of information next week, so please follow me and wait. Also, in the previous test, I said it was about 50% of the service, but I would like to correct the last time it was about 30%. So again, just kind of correcting where they are. So that means they were at 30% back in January. So I'm sure they're probably at least at that 50% marker now. But again, the cool thing to keep in mind here is he mentioned, so I thought I'd draw something, but I thought I'd start it quietly last time. I was shocked by the response, so I'll leave it for another time. So again, we got some we got some Nomura artwork that's cooking, baby. We got some Nomura artwork that's cooking. Only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. But let's take a little closer look at this image here. Let me see. I'm pretty zoomed in. Can I zoom out? Yeah. Let's take a look at this image. In fact, let me uh, shrink this down for everybody. Give this a full scope. Yeah, grow it a little bit. There we go. So an interesting looking piece here. I just love... I love the vibe of Scala Ed Kylum. Like, I thought... I actually like this Scala better than Xehanort Scala or the Dark Road Scala might be another way to put it. I really, really love the vibes of this Scala Ad Kylum. This sort of older world-ish, you know, could be like 18th century, you know, West, 18th century Western, like 19th century more like it actually. But it's like, 
very cool. You got the, you know, the ivy plant climbing on the brick. You know, very old English there. I like. It's just the vibe is so cool. I like the dim lighting. I think I found that like Scala at night. They seem to really be showing off Scala at night. Like it looked pretty good during the daytime in the trailer, but it looked it looked particularly awesome at night. In fact, let's um let's pull up the trailer. And let's kind of look at it. Kind of compare day and night. Okay, let this roll. I know there's a particularly good looking scene. Oh, that's missing link. Yeah, so there. Here it is at night that they showed off in the trailer. Looks pretty good. But what took me to... Where is it? Also, you gotta love this shot of brain. Like, that is just a beautiful looking shot. And that looks like CG rendered brain. Not like um, in-game asset. But where is it? Yeah, right here, dude. Like, I know I'm about to talk up Scala's daytime vibe. I mean, the nighttime vibe. But the daytime vibe is still pretty sweet. I dig that daytime vibe. So don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Big fan of the daytime Scala vibe. But with that said, the nighttime vibe just takes the cake, man. Nighttime vibe just takes the cake. I'm actually going to put out a poll. See which, which you guys prefer, the day or night Scala. I'm partial to the night. But again, that daytime... That daytime does look pretty good. No disrespect. That daytime does look pretty good. I'm curious what you guys think. I threw a poll up over on YouTube. Night is running away with it right now, but that doesn't surprise me. Because again, as good as this looks, man, you look at that. That's great. Um, You know, there's not much for us to really gauge out of this picture. Again, you know me. I can I, if I, If a theory can be farmed out of an image... I'm one of the guys that could do it, but I don't see anything here in particular that can be farmed. I don't see anything in here in particular that indicates any sort of story progression, story element, story beat. It just looks like a taste of what Scala is going to look and feel like. And that's what I like about this image and a lot of the images they're putting out is like, you don't just see Scala, you feel Scala. You know, cheesy as that may sound, cheesy as that may sound. You know what I'm saying? Give me one second. I got to make sure I did something. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, I don't know how you guys are feeling about it. Let me see. I see we got nighttime is at 70% of the vote. Daytime is at 30% of the vote. Not bad. Not a bad split. I mean, look, again, I know I'm partial to the night, but the daytime scholars got some, it's got a good vibe. It does remind me of Traverse Town. All right, maybe where we'll be staying. That's cool. Maybe this is like our like, our dorm, you know, maybe it works in sense of dorms at an academy or something. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I don't know how, what is living space is going to be. But uh, let's see. Can we get a close-up of the middle square in the building? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's zoom in. I'll zoom in a little more. I think that's probably the best we can get. Is that, I mean, is there a particular Scala rune that that lines up with? It's got a hotel vibe. I like it. That's what I mean. I, I wouldn't mind spending a night there. I wouldn't mind spending a night there. Kevin Ribeiro says, I'm going to constantly look at every house wondering if Baby Nord is in there. Yeah, I mean, look, one of these houses have to be the birthplace of Baby Nord. You never know. 
You see anything there, Hillary? Anything in that center spot? You let me know. Do you think the players can go inside the building and explore the place? I think so. I think they're showing us this building for a reason, you know? I think it's going to be an important building. But, like, any guess is as good as mine at the end of the day. But it's funny. I saw someone say, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Beatron says it does remind me of Traverse Town. Funny you say that. Funny you should say that. All right. I got a little something for you guys. I got a little something for you guys. So we got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. Okay. Something's going on here. We've had this kind of discussion before, especially with the type zero, which is on the bottom right, which, okay, actually here, let's go through this image for people who may not know where all this is from. The top left, that is Daybreak Town, Union Cross era. Top right, that is Scala Ad Kylum, Missing Link era. Middle left, that is Scala Ad Kylum during the Dark Road Xehanort era. Middle right, that is the Land of Departure uh, from Birth by Sleep, but that particular shot is from Kingdom Hearts 3. In the middle, the bottom left, you have Radiant Garden. In the bottom right, you have a tower from Type Zero, from Final Fantasy Type Zero. So this is technically our outlier. But as we've discussed before, if you compare the, the tower from Type Zero on the bottom right with the Tower of Union Cross on the top left, you see the same cla uh, clock structure. And at the very, very bottom, we have Twilight Town and that clock tower as well. So I'm seeing a lot of similarities here. I'm thinking there may be something here worth discussing but uh let's see what the chat's thinking miss blue says i hope we get to customize our room slash house i hope so and missing link that would be amazing knockflugel says reminds me of the scions hideout from 14 which one <laughs> which one all the same kind of architecture yeah yeah and i wonder what the implications of that are right haru Hey, or nor, nor Lil Bombers here says, hey, Landy, good to see you again, bro. I know I've been gone a while, but I'm working on something. I want you to look at it before I upload it. Dude, absolutely. Um, do you want to reach out to me on Twitter or Discord or something? Just a place for us to communicate directly. Because I know me, I'm going to forget. I, I can be a little forgetful. So just want to create backup communication. So let me know what works for you, dude. I'd, I'd be happy to take a look at it. I'd be happy to take a look at it. Okay. Landy, have you played Type Zero yet? I have started Type Zero. I have started it. I'm maybe about five hours in. So I got a ways to go, but I have started. I'll reach out on Discord. Sounds good to me, dude. Okay. Yeah, the Class Zero Classroom Clock Tower. I mean, and when you consider that Fabula Nova Crystallis has now appeared in Kingdom Hearts... And with all the Versus 13 implications, and with that being Fabula Nova Crystallis, and with Type 0 being a part of the Fabula Nova Crystallis, I mean, we have to at least consider it. Now, the interesting thing here, guys, is if you notice, we've got seven clock towers. However, only six of them are from Kingdom Hearts. Can anybody recall 
another clock tower from Kingdom Hearts that has to come from one of the original worlds. Like, I know we got Hunchback and Notre Dame, and we got Disney worlds that have a clock tower, but are there any other Kingdom Hearts original worlds that we might be missing? Okay. Shaw Brothers says, do you think there will be voice actors in Missing Link? Yes. I think they've already shown that there will be voice acting. Not for every scene, but Twilight? I have Twilight Town. That's the one on the bottom. Hillary Slack says, it is interesting that all these places look like they should have bells. However, I have to wonder if they actually do. Bells might have become taboo for wielders. Yeah, it might explain why that's missing. It might explain why it's missing. But here's what I'm thinking, guys. It's like, I wonder... Sometimes I wonder if existence in Kingdom Hearts... I'm really going to try not to get too existential here. I'm really going to try not to stretch it too much. You guys pull me back in. You reel me in if I go too far out, okay? But I have to wonder if all these worlds, if they obey some kind of simulation, if like no matter what, society always progresses the same way. You know what I mean? Because these are all their own isolated worlds, right? It's Twilight Town, but Twilight Town is its own world, right? It's Scala and Kylum, but Skylad Kylum is its own world. I can keep going, right? Land of Departure, Daybreak Town, Radiant Garden. These are places, but they're kind of like these tiny worlds. And it seems like no matter what, it always progresses to having some kind of clock tower. Now, whether that means that, whether that implies that time is heavily connected and the keeping track of time is heavily connected with the progress of civilization in general. It could be as simple as that. Like, yeah, no, like every civilization has some kind of clock tower, right? But it's peculiar that they all look so similar. You know what I mean? Especially Daybreak and Scala, right? Daybreak and Scala look very similar. You know, Radiant Garden, Twilight Town, Land of Departure, they kind of kind of develop their own styles. They are similar, but they have their own twist on it. Daybreak in both Scalas, there seems to be a lot of overlap. Excuse me. All right. Traverse Town has a bell tower. Sora even rings it in Kingdom Hearts 1. All right, hold up, hold up. Traverse Town... Bell Tower. I'm going to look this up in real time. See if this fits. The towers also represent high power. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a hierarchical hierarchical structure, right? So that's why like Ansem the Wise, he was king, so he was in the Radiant Garden Tower. You know, Odin was seen as sort of like the the wise men of Scala, so that's why his classroom is in like the top of the tower. Master Ericus was seen as like one of the lead masters of Keyblade wielders. So he had landed departure. So you're hundred percent right that it's always a signal of some kind of hierarchy. Okay. I see it. I see it. It's, I don't know if it fits. Let me keep looking. Let me see if I can get a good picture, a better picture. Because it seems a little, 
flat compared to the other clock towers. Like, it's definitely part of it. Here, maybe Dream Drop Distance might be the best. Mysterious Tower for Yen Sid? None. We get, now we're just lumping in towers. Trying to keep it to this style of clock tower. Again, we're missing Link showing us what the tower is going to look like. Like, we had glimpses of it in the previous trailers and information, but this is just... Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying into the Traverse Town era. Okay. Vanita says Traverse Town has to be connected somehow because the Keyblade you get looks like the player's Keyblade and it's called Wishing Star. That's got to be significant, right? We'll see. We'll see. It's possible Kingdom Hearts can throw around, just throw around that kind of language these days. But maybe, maybe there's some kind of meaning there. It's definitely possible. Okay. I am curious about exploring Scala and Missing Link. You know, we talked about that on the previous episode. Uh, I guess it couldn't hurt. It couldn't hurt to look at it again. Just for a bit. Because, yeah, that was one of the most impressive parts of the trailer. We're seeing that we're going to have this kind of open exploration of Scala Ad Kylum. Again, everything from the building, these Moogle shops. This happens to look pretty phenomenal. Exciting stuff. By the way, we've got 69% say they prefer Scala at during the night. 31% prefer it during the day. Which are you going to play? Kingdom Hearts Missing Link on iOS or Android? Oh, for me, it's going to be Android. 100%. Not like I have a choice. Like, I have an Android, so by default, it's kind of what I'm doing. Alrighty. Now, there was... You know, before we talk about this anymore, <clears throat> there was something another creator picked up on. I want to give him his due. So big shout out to Damo, who uh, noticed a little something about the mapping in Missing Link. Says the brief section, by the way, shout out to him. Make sure you're following him on YouTube. Uh, he, puts, he puts together great stuff, especially for mobile games like Union Cross, Dark Road, and the incoming Missing Link. So if you're interested in Missing Link, Damo's an account you're going to want to be glued to. But anyway, let's get into this. It says, The brief section shown on the map during the Missing Link trailer was for Square Enix's own Tokyo building. It's cool to see what a real road location looks like on the Missing Link augmented reality map. So check it out. This section they showed us is Tokyo. Or rather, near their Tokyo building. Which is such a cool little Easter egg. Such a cool little Easter egg. Again, I don't think it means anything in particular. But again, very cool Easter egg. Let's uh, let's open this image in a new tab. Let's open this image in a new tab. Because I did say we would do a little bit of theory talk. I did say we'd do a little bit of it. So allow me to say, what do you think's going on with this, guys? I think this is the distortions. We've seen that language be thrown around. I think these are the distortions that everyone talks so much about. But it's very peculiar, man. It looks a lot like the uh, Sephiroth clones from FF7. 
Black Red Pill 3 says, given the Keyblade and the promo art and the story are two different ones, and you get that around the dive to heart, would it be possible as Ephemer's original Keyblade left behind? It's possible or that it stemmed from it, right? I could see that. What about the tower in the Keyblade graveyard that we end up standing on when we go into Xehanort's portal in KH3? May not be a bell tower, but it is interesting. Yeah, I think that might be more coincidence, but that is, that's maybe worth investigating, I would say. Kingdom Hearts constantly referencing Tokyo as being cheeky. Only question is which way. Yeah, for real. So is this Scala or is this the Astral Plane? I think this would be Scala, technically speaking. Looks like a behemoth heartless. Little bit. Little bit. Okay. So, I do want to come back to Missing Link. You know, but we are already past the 30-minute mark. And I had some Square Enix news I wanted to talk about. So, let me see. Let me see if there's anything in the chat I want to throw out before we move on we'll talk about the astral plane i have some thoughts about it so we'll definitely talk about the astral plane but uh before we move on there was a story that i wanted to touch on let me just pull it up real quick on my end okay just give me a second i have to actually have to translate this page over from japanese okay Let's make this happen. Ooh, we got to make this smaller. All right, guys. So Square Enix, some numbers came in. Some numbers came in about Square Enix. We're going to talk about the business of Square Enix for a minute because I think we can gauge a little bit about what's coming in the future and what their plans are for 2024 based on some of this news that just dropped. So some bad news, I suppose you could say if you stand Square Enix in the way that I do. But their financial results decreased by 33% this year with uh, an operating profit of 17.3 billion yen. So with new inputs, revenue growth is also good. And it's a, the translation is a little bit rough, but essentially what this translation is getting at is that Square Enix's profits uh, fell by a considerable margin, but that wasn't due to lack of sales. It's just that their overhead costs increased and because of the increased in overhead even though they saw a good amount of sales they had less profit than the previous year now ff16 was probably their biggest release of the year but it was a relatively quiet year for square enix outside of that and even though ff16 did considerably well and it, it, it's talked about a little bit in this release you know final fantasy 16 success really negated the failures that was Marvel's Avengers and Forspoken. So, considering that also their MMO profits went down, so for the FF14 player base like myself, we spent less on their merchandise store for the FF14 MMO. However, Square Enix merchandise is doing very well. So again... There we go. Let me see. Anything else that I wanted to really touch on number-wise that they brought in here? Okay. That was part of the thing, too. So, this is where I actually think 
part of Square Enix's future is for their mobile games. Because here's the thing. We're getting mobile games now with Missing Link and Ever Crisis. But mobile games for Square Enix are not anything new. They've been doing it for a while. Whether it be Union Cross, whether it be the Nier series has a bunch of mobile games. You know, Final Fantasy Pocket Edition. Square Enix has been doing mobile games. But we've talked about this lately. And it's worth bringing up again. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Very quickly after launching on smartphones, within a couple weeks, they announced it was getting ported to Steam. I think this is the new vision. I think this is the new vision so that they can increase profits. Is for not games not to just stay on mobile platforms. I think what Square Enix wants is for every mobile game to evolve into a PC port. And then who knows, maybe a PC port into a console. I don't want to get ahead of myself or get ahead of things and talk about things going to console. Because we have a working formula for mobile games moving to PC. Because we're seeing it with Ever Crisis already. I think Missing Link is no different. Because one of the things we I don't think we talked about in the last episode that's worth bringing up now is that they're doing controller. Missing Link is going to have controller support. Missing Link is going to have controller support. At launch, mobile game on your phone has controller support. I don't think they do that unless they have a plan for it to come to PC or at least a hope, an optimism that it can come to PC. Because as I've said before, and I will say again, if Kingdom Hearts Missing Link is successful right out of the gate, they will port it to PC because they're looking to up their profits. And one of the ways you do that is by expanding your player base. And if you move a game like Ever Crisis and Missing Link, not just on people's phones, but also onto their PCs, you're going to expand your player base. So I think that's going to be a big move for them in 2024. But what I also think is that 2024 is going to be a huge year for Square Enix. They're dropping FF7 Rebirth. They're dropping FF16 DLC. And they're dropping Final Fantasy XIV Dawn Trail. And they're dropping Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. That's huge, guys. 2024 is going to be huge for Square Enix to the point that I think Kingdom Hearts 4 may have to wait until 2025. I think 2024 is going to be Rebirth, 16 DLC, Dawn Trail, Missing Link, and then maybe we could see Kingdom Hearts 4 towards the end of the year. But I think maybe 2025 is probably probably more likely. But yeah, that's really it. I just wanted to touch on this little Square Enix news. You know, they did drop some FF7 stuff I wanted to talk about. But considering we're doing an FF7 podcast Thursday night, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Let's maybe get back into the missing link of it all now. Because again, just wanted to touch on that. You know, I know you guys like it when I do some Square Enix updates. Talk about sort of their futures, what they're planning. Things like that. All right, let's see what you sickos in the chat are saying. I love FF16. Can't wait for the DLC. I thought Final Fantasy 16 was great. I probably put... I put close to 100 hours in that game, and I still am going back. I still want 100% it. I want to get the Platinum on PlayStation. Such a good game. I would put it, if it's not top five Final Fantasy of all time, it's top seven. You know what I mean? And I've played a lot of Final Fantasies. But FF16 is top five worthy, easily. All right, 
All right. If it's not too much, go back to the pictures of the towers. Sure. Sure thing. We can we can hang out here. Um. Thanks for always keeping us updated, Landy. I got you, Miss Blue. Don't you worry. I got you. I got some FF7 updates coming in too. Shadow Player so, says so. In regards to explorations of worlds and missing link, what if we can create custom worlds built out of the fragments we collect in the astral plane? Dude, I think that's part of it though, because you know they talked about how the different bloodlines, the different societies are going to fight over the memories. They're going to like try and hoard and fight over memories. And I think those memories are what we're going to rebuild the worlds from. So I actually think there's some credence to that, dude. Okay. Do you think it's a good idea to release Kingdom Hearts 4 in fall 2024 and Missing Link in spring 2024? In theory... That's a good idea. I think I might be a little early for Kingdom Hearts 4, but we'll see. You know, a trailer could drop at the Game Awards or something. It's possible. But I want to get into what Shadow Flare is talking about, the astral plane a little bit. Because that seems to be the mode of travel in Scala, is that we're going to be able to use the astral plane to travel to worlds both past, present, and future. And I wonder how far they're going to take that. I wonder how far they're going to take that. Hottest missing link take? What would be my hottest missing link take? Ooh, okay, okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. My hottest missing link take would be that Ava's involved somehow. I don't have much to back that up. A lot of it would just be conjecture rather than evidence. But I think Ava's involved with a lot of what's going on in there. Just a hypothesis. It might have to wait. But you know, hold on. Isn't the astral plane also something of a graveyard of worlds falling into non-existence? I don't know. I don't know if I've seen anything that would confirm exactly that. I'm with. I'm kind of with on the same page as uh, Davin, who says the astral plane seems very vague right now. Yeah, most certainly does. Most certainly does. But you know, there's something, you know, that I thought we could talk about, guys. A little theory. Let me pull this up. Let's pull up the missing link trailer. Perfect. Oh my god, perfect. Dial it back. Dial it back. So. First of all, combat looks great. Always has. Come on now. Take me to what I wanted to show. So here's the thing, guys. So we see that maybe this is Lushu. You know, we see Brain's face. We know Brain isn't in the hoodie. Of course, we know there are also two Brains. We know there's a theory. I should say, I shouldn't act like that's a certain thing. We know there's a popular theory that there are two Brains. So maybe this could be the second one. Um... Did we just see team limits? We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. But if this is Lushu, where's the black box? And if Brain is here, where's the black box? Now, we saw Brain traveled here through some kind of recompletion, right? So, of course, he wouldn't have the black box on him. But what's interesting, right, is 
We see Lushu with the black box at the end of back cover, right? And then we see Brain with the black box at the end of Union Cross. And then we see Brain come to Missing Link, and we see the black box again at the end of KH3. Where did Brain... Did Brain hide the box away? Because that's what's very interesting, right? It's like, remember in Kingdom Hearts 3, Maleficent talks to us and says... Well, not because it talks to us. She's talking to Pete. But she essentially gets the point across that the box doesn't exist. And the box won't exist until after a Keyblade War. So who sealed the box away and why? Because here we see Lushu, presumably Lushu, or we see whoever's wielding no name shows up without having the black box. So that means at some point between Brain having it and Kingdom Hearts 3, it gets sealed away. Or rather, sometime between Brain having it and maybe even here in Missing Link, it gets sealed away. You know what I'm saying? One could say it's big brain time. It is. I think it's Lushu's Apprentice. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? If it is Lushu's Apprentice, why does he have no name and not the black box? You guys know what I'm saying? That gap of time where the black box isn't missing yet? Like it's still here with us in existence and doesn't need a Keyblade War to blip it back into existence? Why do you think Brain let Lushu take over his body? He could not have trusted him. That's the thing. We don't even know that's what happened. We don't even know that's what happened. By the way, I suggest everybody check out Sonny Novus's latest video on uh, Brain. I think it offers a lot of cool insight. I do want to start talking about a lot of it. I don't want to talk about it yet. I want to let that video breathe. But very interesting stuff. We don't know for certain that that's what happened with Brain and Lushu. We don't know that they hopped or swapped bodies. You know, for instance, Brain could have just became his apprentice. And I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. Yo, Landy, the stars came out when the player arrived at Scala Ad Kylum, and when Sora became a Keyblade Wheeler, the stars began to fade out. Could this mean anything? You know, I've pondered that there may be some connection between Sora and the player that could have something to do with it. Well, Lushu had the box last time. Maybe he has to hide it in this story. Well, that's what I mean. But when the story kicks off, it's already no longer with him, right? Homeboy struts up in here. Here, let's go to the beginning of the trailer. Homeboy struts up in here with no name, but no box. Meanwhile, since back cover and Union Cross, we've seen that no name and black and the black box usually are traveling together. But not here. So a question to ask ourselves is, who sealed it away and why? Because it wasn't Lushu. I don't think it was Lushu. It could have been, actually, it could have been, but then why send everyone on the wild goose chase to look for it and kind of give himself up? You know what I mean? Lushu's playing a very solid hand. He's very tough to read. Kid Q said the Novus drop was so cold, had it on repeat for a few days. Yeah, I've already watched it twice. I need to watch it again. It's so good. In my opinion, it's the best Kingdom Hearts video on the platform. 
especially as far as video essays and like theories go. I'm telling you, it's great stuff. Do you think the Master of Masters will appear in Missing Link? Actually, no. That's a that's another, I guess, Missing Link hot take. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think the Master of Masters will appear because this is an unwritten era, right? The Missing Link. This is an unwritten era, a time missing from history. I, I think this is an era the Master might even be clueless about. You know what I mean? Plot twist, Ava sealed the black box. That's what I'm saying. Don't even get me started. Dude, don't even get me started. That's all I'm going to say. I keep forgetting this takes place before Dark Road. Yeah, right? That's the thing. This is all pre-Dark Road. Which means Odin might be here. That's another thing. That's another crazy thing to think about. Is that Odin might be here. How do you keep no name from seeing anything? So here's a theory some people like myself have had. Right? For starters, look at the eye. It's dulled out. Every other time we see no name in, in the Kingdom Hearts series, every other time, it's glowing. It is glowing. Here it's completely dulled out. Now, every second of a trailer, you have to understand, every second of a trailer, gets they, they go over it with a fine-tooth comb. Every single shot. What do they show us? They show us this hand covering the master's eye. And then it says, wait for it. Wait for it. It might happen before they show it as opposed to after. I might have this mixed up. Yeah, I think it comes before. Let me back this up. So yeah, everything is connected. This, and then the next thing they show us. Hmm, where is it? Maybe I missed, maybe I mistook when they showed this. This is an unwritten error right here. Okay, so never mind. I thought it might be a little closer. But yeah, the covering of the eye, the eyes doled out. It's an unwritten error. And remember that everything that's written in the Book of Prophecies is what the no-name eye saw. So if this is the unwritten error, that means there's something that didn't let the no-name eye see this. Maybe this man here is Odin. Odin, wait. What if Odin was Lushu's apprentice? What if Odin is going to be Lushu's apprentice in Missing Link? Huh. Something to think about. They have the missing eye motif. That's for sure. That would make sense. That would explain why he was braggy because he's keeping an eye on his apprentice. He disguised himself as braggy so that he could keep an eye on Odin. Who is his apprentice? Huh. How does that, how does that, how does that uh, feel to you guys? That, that seemed to make sense? That seemed to make sense? Makes sense to me, but you know, I'm, I'm biased about my own thoughts. Is Odin really that old? Yeah. Like he does position himself as sort of like the old wise man. Hmm. 
The funny thing is there was actually a theory about Odin being Lucius Apprentice. Well, it's a great guess. It's a great theory. Yeah, what about Ericus and Yen Sid? That's something I want to see too. <clears throat> I'm not sure we're going to see Yen Sid and Missing Link, but I'm curious what he was like as a Keyblade wielder. How old is Scala? Old. Scala is almost as old as Daybreak Town. Because it's born right after the fall of Daybreak Town. Odin has no name in Dark Road. Exactly. If anything, it's actually kind of obvious Odin is Lushu's apprentice. It's just a question of when. Yeah, he also used Master's Defender. Hmm. Wow. That's actually kind of... I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Tracks for sure. Right sauce. Oh, yeah. Okay. I believe the only way the no-name becomes quote-unquote inert is if Lushu isn't near it. Just my opinion. That might be a good reason. And maybe that's not Lushu we're seeing in the trailer. Could be somebody else. Could be Odin. Again. Maybe Lushu is Odin? No, because he was braggy. He was braggy in Dark Road, so he couldn't have been Odin. Quartz! Quartz is here! Everybody, the newest Sage of the Lodge has arrived! Quartz, how's it going? Thanks for becoming a Sage, by the way. Uh, really appreciate it. Welcome to the stream, dude. Happy Tuesday, Landy and community. Late to the party. Yeah, but we're still chilling. We're still chilling. So Brain would have had to hand that down. No, wait. He gave Defender to Ephemer. I forgot. It's possible. Whoa. What if Brain? No, Brain isn't Odin. Who am I kidding? Get that shit out of here. Get that shit out of here. Okay. Maybe Odin inherited both when Missing Link Scala ended? It's possible. It's very possible. Because, yeah, he had to get both. Was Braggy Brain or Lushu? Braggy was Lushu. He said as if. Did you play Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory yet? Absolutely. Episode Kyrie, you mean? I love that Kyrie got like her own anime episode like at the end of it. I thought that was awesome. More of it, please. Give Kyrie the pro prologue in Kingdom Hearts 4, please. But now nah, Odin is more likely to be Yen Sid. I've seen that theory. And I kind of like the idea of Odin being Yen Sid. <clears throat> Did nobody's exist in Dark Road? I don't know. I don't recall specifically. So I'm going to safely say I don't know. Brag is Lushu too, though. He is. Okay. Let me make sure, before we hit this one-hour segment and I run to the bathroom, I want to make sure I covered everything, which I do believe I did. Ah, uh, yeah, all my resources here are covered. Okay.
Cool. Let's leave that out. Let me check my notes. And then we're good. Yeah. Did Braggy have no name in the end of Dark Road? Maybe he wanted no name back, and that's why he thought Xehanort could be useful. Yeah, maybe he he saw a loophole for how he could get no name back. Interesting. I like the idea of it, but I don't actually think Odin is anyone but Odin. But Yen Sid should have been a student of Odin's. I just want to know about Yen Sid's time as a Keyblade wielder. Again, the idea that he would give it up is so interesting. <clears throat> Since Sora used astral projecting to save Kairi, does that mean the astral plane is connected to the final world? That is a great question, and I would say the answer is yes. I would say the answer is yes. By the way, you said the name right at the start, Landy. It's Quarters. Just took out the E. Yeah, I figured. You know, I, I like that trope when people take the vowel out of something, but you can still, if you still sound it out, it still sounds the same. <clears throat> Yen Sid knows too much, too. Oh, he knows too much. Yen Sid absolutely knows too much. Let's see. Okay. All right. And on that note, we're coming up on the one hour mark. So I'm going to go run and uh, refill my waters, run to the Little Kingdom Hearts room. And then, yeah, you know, I've covered pretty much everything I've wanted to cover. So I don't know how much longer this episode will go. Maybe 15 minutes, probably 30 minutes tops. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions or theories in the chat, now's the time to throw them in. Because as you know, it's the one hour mark. That's when uh, we completely blow this open. All right. But on that note, I'm going to be right back. Hang out with my pup. And then we'll continue.
the dog doing? All right, we are back. Thanks for chilling, everybody. I always appreciate that. All right, let's see. Let's see what you guys are cooking on. Xehanort gets brought to Destiny Islands by the player character. He's going to be an important baby after another Keyblade War. Yeah, I feel like that's what's crazy is the finale for Missing Link is going to have overlap with the finale of Union Cross. Like, I actually think the final plot is going to be Xehanort's birth, but that Xehanort's birth will be like some controversial thing, right? So like one society is going to pursue baby Xehanort, maybe try to kidnap him. And that's why the other society, maybe the contending society, has to send baby Xehanort away. Or maybe both societies want to use Xehanort for their own benefit. And the player character is going to conclude, no, I can't let that happen. You know? And he'll actually, they'll get the baby out of there. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Just spitballing. They should show how Lushu switches vessels in Missing Link. Maybe. I do think we'll see Lushu. But we'll see. Guys, are we just going to pretend that Vanitas isn't connected to Missing Link? Its keyblade is similar to the theme of Scala and Kylum. Can you go into that further? I would love to hear more evidence or ideas about how freaking Vanitas could be a Missing Link because I love Vanitas. How many bloodlines are there? Ericus's blood is the blue one. I think there's only two. There might be three. Because I know we have the blue bloods. Then we have Xehanort's line, which is Ephemer's line. So again, you have Xehanort, Ephemer, um, Brain, Ericus, and then there may be, maybe there'll be a third bloodline. Maybe. I don't know who would fall into that. Maybe Yen Sid. I don't know. But two are confirmed. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Do you think the book of prophecies will be shown with information from the book, the master master? No, I, I think the book of prophecies will be left out of missing link for the most part. Cause again, this is the unwritten era. Isn't Riku also in a bloodline sharing his with Nort? That's possible. So there may be some soft implications of that, but they haven't confirmed that by any means. Ven is master of masters, whether Landy wants to admit it or not. Ventus? You think Ventus is the master of masters? Nah. I'll convince him one day. I mean, oh, you know what? This might be a good time to announce this. This might be a good time to announce this. Okay. This might be a good time to announce this. Give me one second, guys. I got some exciting stuff. I got some exciting stuff for you. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up. So. All right, let's put this here. All right, everybody, I have a very fun announcement. Very, very fun announcement. Which I got to shrink this down. The Landy Lodge. It's celebrating its five-year anniversary this Saturday. So this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., we're going to be streaming all day. We're going to be live all day. It'll be broken up into three parts. 
Part one will be the morning, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. This is all Eastern Standard Time. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We're doing a Pokemon Sapphire Nuzlocke. And then from 12 o'clock p.m. to 2 o'clock p.m., we're doing our Kingdom Hearts 3 level one crit, uh, the limit cut. We're currently battling Larkscene. Uh, she's a tough cookie to get past, but we'll do it. We'll do it. And that will be part one. Part two will be audience theory part number two. Not part two, number two. Our second episode in the series of audience theories. That's going to run from 2 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Um, if you guys want, you can send me your theories on Discord, Twitter, via email. I'm going to try and read as many of them as possible. Um, if you guys, you know, I'll try and read as many of those theories as possible. And just like last time, if we don't get to any th your theory, we'll read it on the next one. The first theories we're reading um, on episode 204 will be theories that were submitted for the last episode because we just had so many. So yeah, if you guys want to shoot your theories my way, I'll do my best to get to them. Um, and then yeah, after that, we're going to do some party games. I think it's going to be Mario Party or Mario Kart. Um, but again, a lot of this is just a rough idea. I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, the mission statement of this channel has always been that I'm just going to do what I want. So it's possible this gets a little mixed up. I'll say this audience theory from two to five 30, that's set in stone. The rest of this can change because I've been playing some Octopath Traveler two and it's so freaking good. Octopath Traveler two is so freaking good. Shout out to Andy brew for putting me on that onto that game. Um, so it's possible. I might play that at some point. Uh, I might do smash at night for a party game. You get the point. You get the point. But anyway, anyway, there's more where that came from. So hang tight. Hang tight. Just wanted to show off. Just wanted to show off the thumbnail for the audience theory episode. So you could see where maybe some of these theories might be going. Just a little teaser. Just a little teaser so you could see where some of these might be going. We'll shrink it down to that. There we go. Very exciting stuff. I'm excited to get into it. Again, Lanny Lodge has been rolling for five years. It's been an absolute ride. You got work this Saturday, Game Changer. Well, I hope you're not working a 12-hour shift because I'll be, like I said, I'll be live for 12 hours. Octopath 2 is so good. It's so good. So good. Landy, are you aware of the fact that Demix has to be from Quadratum? We've discussed that. We've done a whole podcast on Demix. I think him being from Quadratum is certainly compatible. But yeah, guys, it's been five years of the Lodge. We're going to celebrate all day Saturday. So I hope to see a lot of you there. Just come by, say what's up, come hang out with us. I haven't thought of a cage theory in forever. I mean, it's been a while. Been a while since a new game's come out. Theo Wayne says, love you, Landy. You will definitely catch me on Twitter. I'm going to cut all the clips of your videos and theories that led me to conclude that Ven is the master of masters. Dude, I would love to. If you, I would love to feature that on the audience theory episode. I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. But yeah, just wanted to point that out, guys. Five-year anniversary this Saturday. I'll make a community post about it. I'll be obnoxious about it. You know, I'll be obnoxious about it, letting everybody know. <laughs> All right, let's get back into this. Xehanort needed 14 vessels. Yeah, he mentions that at the end of Dark Road. 
You know, that's why I think he's going to end up in Quadratum. I think it's a pretty surefire thing. If the Master of Masters is his own character, why hide the face unless players will think Sora is the Master of Masters? Um, I think it's possible that the Master of Masters... How do I put this? I think it's very possible the Master of Masters is his own character. But I also think it's possible that maybe he stole someone's appearance so that we might see him as somebody, but that's just an appearance he stole. It's not his actual appearance. Just something to think about with the whole Yazora versus 13 stuff coming in now. And as Dex Holder Red just said, why hide Xemnas' face in KH1 or Roxas in the secret ending? Exactly. It's to build suspense, you know? <coughs> Wrong pipe. Wrong pipe. We're good. We're good. But yeah, Red Eye, I'm with you. I think he's his own dude. That's at least what I'm hoping for. Does each tower connect to each of the Masters Union leaders? Let's uh, let's maybe check that out. Eh, I don't see anything that would indicate such a thing. Be safe, fam. I am, I am. Don't worry. Don't you worry. I ain't going out like that. I ain't going out like that. Oh, Theory, do you think it's possible that Sigurd is a replica without a face, just like Shion was at first? I think that's possible, but the idea that replicas would be in Scala, I think is a little sloppy. Right? Because then Xehanort wouldn't have needed time travel. He wouldn't have needed... Or rather, he because he had access to time travel, then he would have never needed Vexen. So no, I, I don't think Sigurd's a replica. That would be my guess. After Kingdom Hearts 4, do you think there will be a Yazora game? 100%. Honestly, I could say I could say with near 100% certainty that after Kingdom Hearts 4 comes out, a Varum Rex game is going to be made. I can say that with a fair bit of certainty. And I would be excited for it. We need you, Landy. I'm trying I told you I'm not going out like that. I ain't going out like that. Landy departure looks most like missing link. Let's uh let's go back to that for a sec. Yeah, I could see that with sort of the centerpiece. I definitely could see that. But what's interesting is that we have six of these towers in Kingdom Hearts. So it's like, where's the seventh tower gonna be? Is it gonna be in Quadratum? Is there a clock tower in Quadratum we don't even know about yet? Because again, I know there's seven in this picture, but one of them is from Final Fantasy Type Zero. I wonder if there's a seventh tower out there somewhere and if all seven of them are connected. Would Varimrex have tie-ins to Kingdom Hearts 4? Yeah, I think it would. Because I think that was always the vision. I think that was always the vision. Should I give up on him seeing my Vanitas exp explanation? Oak Tutor. I got you. I got you, Oak Tutor. Don't worry. I'm sorry. I do my best to read everything in the chat, but it's like, you know, there's so much. There's so much. So I do my best to read everything, but I can only read so much. But I got you. I got you, Oak Tutor. I believe that Vanitas is from Scala Ad Kylum because he att his attacks have a particle effect, which appear to look like gears from a clock, similar to other characters' attacks from Missing Link. 
I see what you're saying, that the Void Gear Keyblade looks like it could come straight out of Missing Link. You know something? Let's maybe give it a look. Let's humor that idea. Let's humor that idea. And let's pull up Vanitas real quick. I got you. In the meantime, a little bit of KH4 in the background. Why not, right? Let me let me pull up Yetus Vanitas. And then we're gonna take a look at that. A good actually, let's just get the void gear. We don't need we don't need full-on Vanitas. Much as we love Vanitas. Let's just pull up the void gear. Okay. If we could open that in a new tab. Perfect. And now let me shrink this down so we could do a little side-by-side -side comparison. Though I must say, now that I'm pulling them up side-by-side, -side, I'm glad I humored this. Let me, let me give it a closer look before I say anything. All right, let's get this up on the screen. Here, let's actually, let's actually do a little bit of this. Let's give this a look. I could see it a little bit. I could see the structures of both these Keyblades being sort of similar. But not similar enough for me to dive headfirst into a theory like that. But I definitely do see some similarity. I'm not going to front. My man Ven getting his shine. Listen. Listen. I like Ventus. I like Ventus. No disrespect. No disrespect. Vanitas has more tied to Missing Link than just his Keyblade. The Unverse symbol is part of Scala text script, despite predating the dawn of their species. Is it one of the Scala Ad Kylum runes? Is it really? Let me pull that up. Let's see if I can pull up all the Scala Ad Kylum runes. Let me actually... Try searching for this a bit differently. Runes, runes. There they are. I think I have a whole, whole bunch of them. Okay, let's open that in a new tab. Let's get this up on the screen. All right, let's see. Let's let's pull this back up now for you guys. Where's that pesky unversed symbol? Where's that pesky unversed symbol? It's gotta be somewhere. Cause that would be pretty cool actually. If the fucking unversed symbol is from the Scala runes, I don't see it. Maybe I'm blind. Help me out guys. Do you guys see the unversed symbol in the Scala runes? Cause I don't. That doesn't look like the full thing. Where's, uh, geez, where's Umbro when we need him, right? You got mixed up? Okay, I, I thought so, because I, that would actually be crazy, I will say. If, if the Unverse symbol was part of the Scala runes, they look similar in writing. Yeah, but I feel like all the symbols in Kingdom Hearts look pretty similar at the end of the day in terms of their stylistic aesthetic. So, I won't die on that hill. I won't die on that hill.
The big, dark, heartless Sora fights a Cage 4 trailer appears the same way Vanitas does. Yeah, I think Vanitas is one of the ancient darknesses. That's something I can get behind. That's something I could really get behind. The full one was dropped in the Discord a while ago. Okay, okay. If there's a, if there's a full one that has this, they all branch from the book. Exactly, Sven. My man, Sven. They all stem from the Book of Prophecies. Let me see if I can find it. Is it in the KH tab? Let's see. Oh, here we go. Shadow Flare. You crushed it. You crushed it. You absolutely crushed it. All right, let's... Let's pull this up. I think I can actually just pull it up as an image. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Do a little investigating. Oh, yeah, they're there. They're there. Shadowflare, can I ask you where you got this from? Because I see it now. They all came from the Scholar Runes. Wow. That's kind of blowing my mind. Shadowflare, where is where is this from exactly? I need the sauce. Before I can deem this fact, I need the sauce. The S symbol is also the new emblem, Heartless. True. Ooh. If there's a Gollum bag and says, if there's a light of the past, then there's a darkness of the future. It could be connected to the distortions. Oh, that's so... Yo, Gollum, my man. You called, said the sauce. Sauce, I need sauce. I Googled it and found it in a keyboard font site. Let me see. Because I wonder where this comes from. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Let me see if I can hunt this down. Let me see if I can hunt this down. No, Defont. No. I can't quite see it. Wait, the sixth symbol from the bottom and four from the right looks familiar as well. Well, I know the missing link symbol's in here. That's for sure. But yeah, look, I don't know exactly where this is from. I, I see where you got it from, Shadow Flare. But like, I need this to be from like an Ultimania or something. Or like somebody can say... Or somebody can source it, right? Somebody be like, I can find all these symbols in Scala. Because I don't know where that came from. Yep, Rockless Knight. Landy, with this, can we guess either that Ven knows the script or, or that Ven arrives in Scala? I don't think Ven's going to Scala, actually. I think the future of Ventus is about his amnesia and either Namine or Chirithi restoring his memories and uh, his reunion with Lorium. 
How do you think the crowns will connect to what the Master of Masters said to Darkness? They could be potential vessels or backup vessels. That's always a possibility. It's not from the Ultimania, but this is a decoding of the Scala text in Kingdom Hearts 3. So that sub so that these symbols are visible in Scala at Kylum? Every single one? Because that would be crazy. That would be crazy. By the way, it looks like Nighttime Scala is going to win that poll. Sitting at 75% of the vote. Oh, wow. I see you guys are blowing up the Discord. Good for you guys. Chilling. All right. Let's see what you guys are on. If you type Kingdom Hearts missing link symbols into Google Images, they show the Keyblade on walls and stuff. Let's see. I'll humor you. I'll humor you here at the end. Let's see. I say. Landy does a live. The community explodes on the Discord. Good. I'm glad you guys get excited. Odin's student must have survived missing Link Scala as babies too. No. Odin students? Maybe. We'll see. We don't know what becomes of this Scala at the end. Discord has some updates. Let me see. Let me see what you guys are cooking in here. Oh my goodness. Straight cooking. This was data mined by 13th Vessel? Okay. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Straight out of a data mine. Okay. Now we're talking. Now let's go in on this. Damn, so do they all reflect numbers? That's all that's that's a tough squint. That's a tough squint. Interesting. Oh man. All right. My brain's exploding. My brain's exploding. I don't think I can keep up with that. I don't think I can keep up with that. My eyes are going to hurt from squinting at that shit. All right. Let's see how you guys are doing. That'd be dope if this Scala gets flooded. I think the Scala's going down the same way Daybreak Town went down. I think that's what kind of this is signaling. One second. One second. Let's pull this back up. I think that's kind of what this signals is that like civilization just builds itself up and tears itself down. And maybe that's what makes Radiant Garden different, right? Is like Radiant Garden was Hollow Bastion. It was in the middle of its collapse. But then it flipped back. It redeemed itself. You know? Oh my goodness. Maybe Missing Link is where Sora's crown comes from. It could be. Could be where all that kind of stuff comes from. We just got to focus on what stands for 7 and 13. Yeah, but even from that list I looked, there were different sevens and different thirteens. And I was like, don't even get me going there. Lanny, the clock tower has the keyblade, the one to the left middle. Yeah, the Scala one, right? Lanny Departure has a crown motif for the building. Yeah, I see that. Like each pillar of the crown. 
What are your thoughts of Scala and Missing Link being in Unreality? Yeah, you know, shout out to Sonny Novus, first and foremost. Second, I kind of love it. I would kind of love if this version of Scala was built in Unreality. I'm not convinced that's the case, but I think it would be very cool if Xehanort Scala was the part of, was reality, and that Brain Scala was unreality, and that maybe that's how Xehanort knows about unreality, because maybe that's where he was born. If that version of Scala is truly from unreality, then maybe that's why Xehanort knows about it, because it's where he was born. Now, allow me to propose another theory, idea that also stems off of Sonny Novus's latest video, which again, if you can't catch my drift already, guys, make sure you watch it. But just like Aqua was taught by Master Ericus how to morph Castle Oblivion into Land of Departure and vice versa, maybe that's what's going on with Scala too. Maybe Scala can be transformed between both versions in the way Land of Departure and Castle Oblivion can too. Again, shout out to Sunny there. Unreality has a clock tower in the KH3 box art. And you know something else? And you know something else? One second. One second. One second. We're going in. We're going in. Promise you we're going in. Let me get this set up. All right, again, too big. So I get for zooming everything in. All right. Check it out. You're right. There's another clock tower. And I'm pretty sure it's confirmed now, guys, that these are like dark cloaked figures. Ooh, let's move this over now. That these are supposed to be cloaked figures, much like the ones we see in Missing Link. Right here, like cloaked and robed figures. So maybe... The robed figures we see in Missing Link, those distortions, maybe they make their way to Quadratum. Right? Maybe they make their way to Quadratum. Wouldn't that be insane? It's possible. It's definitely possible. All right. Yes, it isn't that Quadratum. Yes, this is supposed to be Quadratum. So that's our seventh clock tower. You know, we keep trying to go back and forth. What's our seventh clock tower? We got it, baby. It's right here. Could also be the seven crowns. Yeah, you have these six, right? And then maybe a seventh one up top. Interesting. I could see it. I could see it. Wait, this is unreality? Yes. Every box art, Kid Q, all the Kingdom Hearts box arts, they tease the next world. Like the Kingdom Hearts 1 box art is teasing the world that never was. The Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix box art is teasing the final world. The Kingdom Hearts 3 box art is teasing Quadratum. It's always teasing where you're headed. So knowing that this is Quadratum and that there's a clock tower here, which, 
Hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yo, there's 13 numbers on this clock. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Seven crowns on the 13 digits of the clock. Seven towers. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know what it all means, and it could mean nothing. Just saying. Seven towers, but there must be 13 of something else representing darkness. No, there it is. 13 parts of the clock. But it could be coincidence. It could be coincidence. Oh, we've talked about the Darkling. Trust me. Where, where's our guy at? We've talked about this freaking guy. Trust me. Trust me. Let's pull this back up over here. All right, we're coming up on an hour and a half. And I think, I think that's it. Wait, wait. And it points to seven? Yeah, it's pointing to seven. That's a great observation. It's pointing to the seven and the 13. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Look, look, maybe people knew that. Maybe this was common knowledge to some people. I did not know this. This is my first time noticing that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What are your thoughts on players' fighting abilities and missing link? I think it looks great. It deserves a PC port at the least. Yeah, and look, you just said there are seven blue gems above the clock. The clock is 713. Yeah, baby. That Namura is going to Namura. That's how it is. All right. I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast, but I got to be honest, guys. I'm I'm kind of out of things to talk about. You know, I'm trying to, you know, we got to keep a missing link focused to a degree. Oh, I guess we could talk about the Zelda movie. They announced they're doing a Zelda movie. I I'm going to be that guy. I I'm going to be that guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody here in the chat can lift my spirits on this. Uh, I'm actually a little bit let down by the Zelda movie announcement. Um, one that it's live action. I think that's a terrible mistake. Making Legend of Zelda live action. When the animation possibilities are endless and can be beautiful. Like live action, man. I don't know. I think animation, you had an opportunity to create something really beautiful. And I'm not going to be too much of a naysayer. They could do live action. It could maybe work. They could maybe make it work, right? I'm always, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love to eat my words, seriously. But live action, it's already off to a bad start. So I'm not a big fan of that decision. Uh, the executive producer? Yeah, right. The Mario animation was so good. You could have done incredible. You could have gone the Studio Ghibli route. You could have gone a Twilight Princess route. You could have gone an Unreal Engine 5 Ocarina of Time remake route. There are so many artistic animation directions to take with this that go in live action. It was just silly. It's just a silly decision through and through. Um, also, I um, the producer, the executive producer is a guy who's been heavily involved in Marvel productions. Now, he's got some incredible credentials, 
Like he worked on Blade in the late 90s. He did X-Men 1 and X-Men 2 in the early 2000s. He did the first Spider-Man movie. So like this guy, this executive producer, he has a lot of good credentials, but his best work is from 20 years ago. His most recent executive production work is like the new Spider-Man movies. He did work on Venom, Dex Holder Red. But to me, like, I'm sorry, you working on Spider-Man movies, to me is like, that doesn't qualify you for Zelda. Like, I'm old enough to remember that when people talked about a Zelda movie, you were talking about Peter Jackson. You were talking about Peter Jackson directing these movies. And I forgot the name of the director they picked. And the director doesn't have anything bad on his resume, but he's only got a handful of movies and they're very niche. It's just that, you know, Zelda movie's been a fun conversation for a long time for me. And I feel like they deserved better. I think it should have been animated. You could have gotten a director like Peter Jackson who's worked with Lord of the Rings or something. I don't know. I don't know. But that's it. I'm going to get off my Zelda fucking soapbox. I'll have plenty to talk about on another podcast episode with that. But you know what? On that note, I am going to wrap up today's episode. This was an awesome one. I love talking Missing Link. I'll keep you guys posted on any updates that come our way, any new theories I think of. Uh, We got an FF7 podcast this Thursday, so I hope to see a lot of you there for that. Uh, Saturday is the five-year anniversary of The Lodge. We're going to be live for 12 hours. Episode 204 will be audience theories. Uh, I'll keep you all in the the loop on that. Uh, But with that said, we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, I've got an FF7 video dropping tomorrow. I've got a Kingdom Hearts video dropping later in the week. A lot of stuff coming. The future of the Lodge is bright. Uh, Future Lodge idea have opening in Scala script. That could... I've got some new intro podcast intros I'm working on. Lots of cool stuff. Thanks for the stream and answering my questions. Of course, Gollum, that's what we're here for. But we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Love you guys. Again, we'll be live again Thursday. We'll be live again Saturday. I'll see you all soon. This was great. Peace out.